when I think of traditional, I think of clean and solid and solid line work, solid shading. Like it's, it, you embody it while also having your own Katie style, which I think is the goal of any artist is to create their own style while also being technically correct. I'm really proud of the tattoo that I did because it, they were letting America vote on their favorite tattoo done oh, at the live finale cool. and mine won, which, Whoa, which I was stoked awesome. on. Yeah. I think that says a lot about what a cool job yeah. and what a good career it is to have. What's up, guys? Colton and Deanna here for another episode of the podcast. Um, sorry, it's been a while. Uh, we've been super busy. It's a really exciting time here at Eden. Uh, things are things are crazy. There are a lot of fun things happening, which is great. Uh, means life is really good, but unfortunately, it does leave us a little bit less time for stuff like this, which um, you know, it's just us doing the show. So you know, we do all the recording, editing producing, marketing, whatever. Um, so it, it is a lot of fun, but uh, it, it is very time consuming. And now uh, we've had to put stuff like this just, just kind of on the back burner a little bit. Yeah. And we have uh, Katie on the show, which I'm so excited about. She's stayed with us at Eden and we've already gossiped, talked about prank phone calling people and uh, hot sauce variations. So yeah, we're excited to talk more with her. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be back with even more episodes soon. We've got some really exciting guest artists coming in um, here in the near future. And uh, we still got to talk about Deanna's most recent appearance on Ink Master. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate your continued support. And yeah, talk to you soon. So what what was your podcast about? Um, That was part of the problem as to why I didn't get uploaded. I was like, we need to figure out a, like, what's the theme? What's the point? Why would anyone, anybody want to listen to it? And it ended up being me and one of my besties. And we were just like talking about a variety of things. So some of it would be like what it's like being a working mom. It's It was really just like an overall lifestyle thing. It was like two working moms and mm. their opinions on things. Yeah. And she's a hairstylist. So she and I, because I'm a tattooer, we like have mutual situations, similar situations that we find ourselves in um, as far as just whatever shop stuff, salon stuff. So we would talk about stuff like that. Yeah. Was it fun though? I thought it was really fun. Honestly, the annoying part was just like editing. Yeah. Uh, it is a kind of a pain it's like a whole thing. Yeah. It took, it, it would take me a long time. And I'm like, I would prefer if we could just do like a, maybe like Joe Rogan style. I feel like he, if he does editing, it's very light. Like I feel like he just, will, just kind of turns it on and we'll and go. And then just yeah. does a thing. Like that would be my yeah. preference. Um, yeah. My preference would be just to have somebody else do it. Just somebody else me. fucking yeah. do this. But, I'm glad Colton does all the work. Well, that's, that's what we've done they... mostly is just like turn it on and go. Like yeah. hardly ever do I have to like cut stuff or edit stuff mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. If we did video, that would be very challenging i feel yeah. like because <clears throat> i don't normally have to like cut and like add stuff but if we had to do a video then obviously i would have to like sync up the video clips and everything like that and yeah that would be a real pain in the ass yeah, yeah that's a lot of work yeah. and y'all already work a lot <laughs> like mostly deanna oh <laughs> <laughs> for sure it's a it's a joint effort for sure i've witnessed it i've been guest spotting so i see it oh my god we've loved having you guest spot yeah, everybody so is obsessed fun. with you Stop. and your outfits oh my gosh. all the time that's very nice i wish you brought your cow outfit though i know i feel like it's kind of a short dress and i feel like sometimes i'm spread eagle a little bit while i'm tattooing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i could just wear biker shorts underneath it maybe i'll i'll wear it next time it's kind of my special occasion dress i mean we're serving the people right Like the we're in the spread service eagle, industry. Biker shorts, cow <laughs> dress. Yeah, I'll make it work. Get the tips. Get I'm in it tips. for the tips. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How often do you do do guest spots? So I was doing guest spots um before COVID, but even then it wasn't all the time. Yeah. I've done maybe like a total of five. Like oh, okay. ever, so not very many. Um, I've worked several conventions, but yeah. I haven't really done that many guest spots. 
Yeah. I feel like I was just telling Deanna, I feel like they're more intense than working a convention because you've got tattooers really that are more able intense? to. I think so, but for different reasons. I mean, conventions are intense because it's depending on the show, so many people yeah. and just dealing with all of that. Um, but when you're doing a guest spot, like I am, I'm really wanting to observe like the flow of the shop, the vibe. I'm like, should I be like loud and crazy up in this? Or would mm. that be obnoxious? Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And then also everyone that works at your shop is so good. They're so talented and so nice. And so there's like really good tattooers that are watching over me and and for like a long period of time i feel like usually at a convention like i would get tattooers and they'd be watching me yeah, for a little bit do be, a walk by. but yeah. yes but it's like they'll stay for some time they'll look and then they'll like move on to the next but it's just more of an intimate setting doing yeah. a guest spot which is a beautiful thing um but there's a little bit it's like a little bit more intense i yeah. feel yeah well i guess there's something to be said about like the like a convention's more of a group environment in the sense that like everyone's experiencing something new together but like if oh, you go true. to somebody else's shop then you're like you know you're 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 the guest it's like going to a party at somebody's house or something like that yes yeah. no it's so true i i would just think that i don't know i've only done like two conventions with the shop but they were both pretty stressful <laughs> I, don't yeah. know, I feel like they'd be more stressful I, than guest, yeah. guest spots i could see that though I, I feel like there's a real argument for that for sure i mean it's a lot just even Traveling at all as a tattooer, like all the stuff that you yeah. have to bring and making sure, and sometimes like, especially as a color artist. Oh I'm my bring god! All your fucking inks. I mean, obviously, all saw my inks. They fucking exploded. Katie's in the bag. bags are completely red with red ink. You yeah. can't even oh. tell there's ink in there. Yeah, <laughs> it looks a lot like my bags too when I oh travel. Well, I and I used to. I've bought like like a pressurizing. No, box. what? No. What? That's a thing, right? That? that you can buy like Yeah, a- like we should get there's like little oh boxes God. they get from Home Depot that okay. like are supposedly good for inks not how exploding. Many, how many bottles of ink does a box hold? Are there's they it's like a sizes. small Okay. Yeah. Okay. My solution um was to just buy a like a travel set of the half ounce bottles mm. of ink or whatever, just for each show and then just like toss it. But it's kind of wasteful. And then I don't yeah. know. It's like, but it's oh, like everything explodes and I'm like, maybe this time will be different. Why would it be different? Like it, it, it wasn't all my ink still exploded flying yeah. to Dallas. Do you use like the little like bottle condoms. I've seen that's just like a uh, I don't know I'm just so I don't think those work though because your inks exploded too last yeah, trip but right I now. I have an apprentice though that's the key that's the key that's the key just get an apprentice so if your shit blows up you don't it, it doesn't matter to you you don't have to clean it actually your apprentice uh, Cass was telling me that she was cleaning some of your bottles that had exploded. And like, by the time she was done the bathroom, she was like, the ceiling had ink on it. The mirror had ink on <laughs> yeah, it. The floor, she, like all yeah. of this shit. That's like how crazy it gets when you, like the oh ink goes God. literally everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. It's she impossible it. to clean. When, yeah. And once it gets on your clothes, like you can't get it off. Oh I God. think the most you can get off is letting it dry mm-hmm. on your clothes mm-hmm. and then like scraping it off with your nail. <laughs> that's, that's your best bet. <laughs> That's your best bet. It's like picking it off. Yeah. Like a pimple. Yeah, Cass, I guess it happened like at Hell City and Cass told that story about like cleaning it in the bathroom. And I just imagine her like with red ink all over her hands and mirror and ceiling. Yeah. (laughs) Or it's like, uh, have you guys seen that movie Daddy Daycare? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, there's a scene with Eddie Murphy where he, okay, basically... This is a, a daycare focused podcast, by the way, or a movie focused podcast. But <laughs> All fine. okay, but there, no, there's a scene. Basically, Eddie Murphy runs a daycare for kids out of his house, right? And so there's a scene where there's this kid who doesn't know how to go to the bathroom, like goes into the bathroom and then leaves, and then Eddie Murphy like opens the door, and the whole shot is just like on on his face, right? You can't see what's in the bathroom, but he's uh-huh. like this this horror movie m- music starts playing that, and he's like looking around like. Oh my god! Like he, like there's just stuff all over the He's walls. He's looking around, but like the stuff. funny is part shit? is, yeah, it's supposed to be oh, shit. Everywhere. Yeah, you can't see so like what's in the bag. It's just his that, expression. So the funny no. part is he's looking around, and then he like slowly looks up to the ceiling. No, 
Like no. as if there's shit on the ceiling too. But have y'all ever been to like a public restroom or maybe even just somebody's house and you saw that there shit was on the shit on the ceiling? I've not personally seen <laughs> shit on a ceiling. School. And what if it was like a, like a really high ceiling, like a vaulted ceiling? Um, but like some, I've seen shit in places where I'm like, I don't understand how, like, did you wipe it? Did your turd yes. fall onto that uh. spot? Or was it projectile <laughs> like shitting? I don't know. I I've been impressed. relate to this at all, which surprised me. Because first of all, I didn't even know <laughs> girls shit. So surprise, surprise. I'm surprised this is in the women's bathroom. <laughs> not the men's bathroom. I've never seen that. He's gonna divorce me now. You know you sh- Deanna shits. Oh my god. <laughs> no, Everybody it's not Deanna true. shits. Babe, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know how to tell you. I've been keeping it for so she, long. A- actually after dinner she farted in the car and told me not to tell you. <laughs> 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 and she wouldn't let me roll down the wind. <laughs> what? No, it was it was weird. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was me that farted. Um, I, no. I I I I pooped in the same vicinity as Colton like recently for How did the that, first time in our and marriage. And y'all are married. Y'all like are this straight year, married. maybe. Yeah, yeah. When we first got together, Deanna was like, I guess her grandma had this rule: like never go to the bathroom in front of each other, even pee. Um, which we've since broken. But yeah, for the longest time, she wouldn't even pee with me around. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, it was until recently. Finally, after three years. Wow. Of being married. Meanwhile, I've literally like changed my tampon in front of my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you have a kid together, like Fair enough. all bets He's are watched off. A, like, that's, that's true. Yeah. You've he already like, crossed every boundary out. you can cross. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's been awesome having you in the studio this week. Um mm. heard Thank such great guys. things about you from Ooh from Deanna just being on on Ink Master with you and stuff like that and it's been cool to watch you work and just get to know you in person um how would you like describe your tattoo style to people who aren't familiar with your work okay I feel like it is traditional inspired I've recently been like kind of squabbling with how I describe my tattoo style and I feel like when like some years ago when I first started really trying to focus on just tattooing more like traditional inspired tattoos, I felt like calling it traditional didn't make sense because like when I'm thinking of like really traditional, it's like the super limited traditional color palette and Mm -hmm. like certain subject matters and whatever. So I was like, is this like new traditional? Is it Neo trad? Is it a different thing? Or like, is this just like, girly illustrative like i don't really know so now i feel like i'm just like traditional inspired is kind of an umbrella term yeah. and uh, that's what that's what i'm using currently that may change yeah yeah we kind of had a similar comment we had a uh, bobby johnson on on the podcast and we kind of had a similar conversation with him because like like we would describe describe his style as neo-traditional mm-hmm. but like so many of these style terms are just like such big blanket terms like mm-hmm. neo-traditional there's a huge range in there or even like realism like you know when i look at deanna style like it's realism but it's also like it looks different so it's it's kind of a i think that's kind of a challenge is like coming up with a word to describe Mm -hmm. specific styles but you know i found it is good to try to give some sort of descriptor or label or something to Mm -hmm. your style of tattooing because it helps the clients in a way and i i mean that in the sense that like clients enjoy telling me like i want to get this like in your traditional style Mm, or whatever Mm. and so it's like it provides an easy way to communicate for people that are looking at my tattoos so when and i'll try to say that on ink master excuse me i'll try to say that a lot on ink master especially the first couple seasons that i was on i was like okay i want people to understand what i want to tattoo what the style is the subject matters that i like sorry god damn edit that out um, it's all the <laughs> screaming that you did at people when you came in the shop you're just such an angry person oh ah. <laughs> always uh no but yeah there is something i feel like when you are able to describe something like easily with one or two words i, I do think that's good for branding and yeah. just making it easy for consultations and whatever so I'd, i have found that to be a good thing um 
but yeah, traditional inspired. I, I like that phrasing a lot. I feel like it's kind of an umbrella term yeah. too. So it's it's yeah. easy. Yeah, definitely that you, makes sense. And I've, the technique, like your technique, is so solid. You like that, not just like the style, but just like. When I think of traditional, I think of clean and solid and solid line work, solid shading. Like it's it, you embody it while also having your own Katie style, which I think is the goal of any artist is to create their own style while also being technically correct or um, kind of socially appealing to everybody mm, if that makes sense and you found that nice. which is fascinating it's it's a solid tattoo and it's your thing and you see it and it's like that's a katie tattoo oh yeah for sure oh i appreciate that that's so nice like it, it's so it feels really good if somebody's able to identify a tattoo that i've done and can tell right off the jump that's that's always like a i, I take that as a compliment that's yeah. such like a cool thing i mean it's definitely like I feel like we've talked about it in other episodes too, but it's definitely like one of the hardest things to do as a tattooer. In any something. art style. Yes, yes. To create your own style, I think. To yeah. create your own style that people actually want to look at, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No, it's for sure. Has to be, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Especially since we like, we go on Ink Master and like the, they, they've said like to the public on TV, like an ink master, a person who is a master of ink means they are good at everything. Every style. Every style. And it's like, no, like the goal is to be the best, right? To best at a thing, to have a style that you create that people recognize. And, you know, it props. There's some people out there who like are fucking incredible at so many things. That's true. You know, Super it's versatile. Artists versatile. Mm -hmm. But I, I know like just from what I heard growing up, like, Remember and stuff like telling me like you want to be the best at one thing rather than being really good at a lot of things so that people mm -hmm. you can be known for something leave a legacy of sorts yes i think I, that's so on point i think uh that kind of goes back to what you said about like being able to brand your own style or like having your own style like if somebody's like i'm sorry what what, what did you what would you like what buzzword would you say your style is uh traditional inspired yeah so i like, think so, like, if somebody said, like, oh, I want a traditional inspired tattoo like Katie does, well, they can't go to anybody else for that style, you know? Like, they have to go to you for it because you're the only person that does tattoos in that specific style. And I think that's really important um, just as, one, as a goal to have as an artist, but also, like, as just as a matter of business, you yeah, know? Yeah, it, it's true. <laughs> I feel like business-wise, it's good to have something that only you can do. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, so th how do you describe your style then? Do you have like a I say painterly yeah, at this okay. point? Cause I, I feel like I'm not realism anymore. I used to do it, but I feel like I'm not realism anymore. I, I can't figure out any other way to describe it. Even like my tech, I, I, even the technique I use, I, I, came up with on my own i i yes. didn't see that from anybody else it was just a product of me playing around enough when no one's looking and telling me not to do something <laughs> until i just discovered a way to do color and and i love painting i love like that the color palettes of painting and and so i apply like the color palette as well as the technique i use that looks kind of softer and painterly it's so i i guess that's the best way yeah. to describe it pa yeah. painterly realism is what i've been but I've kind of been thinking of it as. Yeah. yeah. I, can, like, I, I can see that. Because I don't go, I don't look at a photograph and I don't copy it inch by inch, centimeter by centimeter anymore right. like a copier. I, I take the artistic liberties and I, I tattoo it as if I were painting it. Yeah. I feel like even so your cool. black and gray is, is, is like Thank that you. too, obviously without the colors and. Thank you. And, and it's just how I figured out my brain works. And it's funny because I revisit, there was one mentor out of many that I had that was all right. And he actually works um, near us. And I visit him for the first time in years. Wow, really? How recently. Oh, wow. It was, it was good. It was good cool. to reconnect. Like things are good. And um, he used to, I used to draw with colored pencil a lot. And the way I would color with colored pencils is I would layer so if I'm doing a portrait, I see a little piece of the face, I would probably put 10 colors in one area and crosshatch over on top of one another. And then I, I didn't even put two and two together until I, I talked to him. And he was like, 
yeah, you know, I've seen your tattoos and, and we talked about how I do it. He's like, you tattoo exactly how you drew. Like you just layer colors on top of each other. And I realized that's just how my brain works. When I see a color, I don't see the color. I see the equation of how to come up with that color and the five colors it takes to make it. And so I just figured out a way to, that's how, that was easiest for me to figure out a color and a tattoo. That's so, so cool. That's, that's how my awesome. style came to What's be. What's it like to be that smart? Oh, for real. <laughs> it's like all I see is, is color equations, but I can't do math for shit. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, who cares when you do tattoos? Yeah, that for look real. as nice as what you do. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's interesting. I love that you reconnected with one of your mentors from way back when. God, yeah. I think it that's so nice. cool to be like able to do that. The and only one I can like I, I use I really say like my mentors were were Frank and Rember because they taught me more than anyone did. Um but Joby was the one towards the end of my actual apprenticeship to actually get me to tattoo finally. Okay. You know, for the first time in Yeah. Years. I mean that's huge. Yeah. yeah. So, that's huge. Wow. Yeah. But I know we talked about the apprenticeship you had, you know, earlier. I know you went through a rough start in your apprenticeship. You're actually the first person I met to have a long apprenticeship like me. I know. I couldn't believe it. No one ever, no one ever has like the never ending apprenticeship. But I do think it's because I, I mean, like I was telling you before, I, I was just down for well, I will tolerate however long this apprenticeship needs to be, like whatever I need to do, all that extra shit, you know, basically like running reception, managing the shop. I was doing piercings. Like oh. I was oh like, God. I was doing everything but tattooing, like except uh. for tattooing. But yeah, I, I want to say that I think like according to the health department, yeah, as far as like actual apprentice time i mean three or four years something like that it was it was a while and a lot of it wasn't learning how to tattoo but it was just like being at the shop and you know they needed me to do a million other things besides tattooing so i don't know and it was it was something that i'm like i'll just i'll wait it out until i couldn't wait it out anymore and finally started doing it yeah. And what does that sound like? I mean, Colton knows my whole story. Yeah, for but sure. She was telling me in the car. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, we had the same apprenticeship. That's practically. crazy. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I and, so and you can imagine they're probably beating themselves up right now, like the people who didn't teach you shit. <laughs> and now shout out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do wonder, and I think I was telling you this before. I was like, I wish that. I did have, like, it'd be so cool to have, like, a really banging relationship, like, with the people that, like, the first people that I worked with in a tattoo shop setting, because there are mm-hmm. some really good memories, but mm-hmm. it just, like, didn't work out, and it we left on such unpleasant terms, unfortunately, which I feel like is so commonplace in the tattoo industry, just yeah, being really able to is. leave from a shop, and like, no matter the circumstance, if you want to open your own shop, or work at a different spot, or you're moving, or, like, whatever, simply just being able to leave from a shop even if you try to give notice even if you try to do things the right way so many times it just like goes sideways which is so crazy because i mean I'm, i haven't been super involved in any other industries but i feel like in pretty much any other industry or any other job like it's not a big deal if somebody wants to move on it's you literally know? what my partner's <clears throat> sorry it's literally what my partner says he's like tattoo tattoo shops are so strange they're so peculiar yeah like there's not many other industries where leaving is like an emotional breakup or like a betrayal or whatever. Like so many other jobs, you're like, here's my two weeks. (laughs) And then then you just leave and yeah, they're like, all right, well shit, we got to find somebody else now. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Like just getting to meet you this week and like, we we uh, we could have recorded the podcast earlier because I feel like we had some really awesome conversations just over the last few days and hot sauce the hot yeah, sauce conversation mostly about hot sauce but yeah. about other things too <laughs> but yeah Katie's been Katie and Deanna they've just been having sleepovers every night they've been making <laughs> prank phone calls and I don't, we gossiping. do need to if you're I don't know if it's too forward or wild but I would like to make a prank phone. Before I leave, <laughs> I, I, I suggested we, we can like prank call one of the other Ink Master contestants and pretend we're super fans. 
Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. You guys should call Holly. This won't come out until after you've already done it. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, Okay. All right. I like it. Uh huh. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, I feel like I've been able to. We've talked a lot about like kind of how your life is now, but um, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show too is just kind of find out how you got your start and how your career has got to the point where it has now, which is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, dude, I feel so lucky. I'm so thankful for everything, and I'm I legitimately sometimes I'm like, oh my god, I like actually like my job. Uh, I like yeah. <laughs> which is which is really like I think of um, it's a very special thing. And to enjoy going to work, even like the shitty days are not even that bad. Like they're in comparison. Come on. You know what I thought of recently? I was like, I, and and I haven't been around the industry for super long and I've only been at what I think is like pretty reputable studios, but I have never known anyone that's like quit tattooing. Like, have you, I mean, you guys have been around a lot more than I have, but do you guys I, know? Actually, yes, but it was a guy. Okay. So the people that had apprenticed me, I'd worked with them for a bunch of years and then finally was like, okay, I need like a change of scenery here. I went to a different shop and worked for this guy that was an excellent graphic designer. He had been tattooing for a bunch of years, but he really did not like the service part, the customer service part of tattooing, the interacting Mm. with people. And uh, I don't know. It can be tough sometimes. It it can be tough. I feel like maybe he should have just worn headphones while he was tattooing. Why didn't he do that? (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, this was many years ago. Yeah. But, um, and he was an excellent illustrator. He had like a side business doing graphic design too and whatever. And yeah, I'd worked with him for about a year. It wasn't really a good fit for me working there. Um, but so I ended up moving to a different shop, but he tattooed for some more years and then quit tattooing just to focus completely on graphic design. Yeah. And so he still got to illustrate and make art, but not really deal, have so much one-on-one personal interaction with people. And I guess there are some tattooers out there that have like made it like really, really big and they've just taken the time to like pursue other things. But it kind of hit me the other day. Like, I don't know. I don't know really anyone and if you've only known one just person, the that's one no, true. i think that's I a really good observation that. yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing i was thinking too is like i've never met a tattooer that doesn't like tattooing Aww. like imagine like think about how many people you meet just in any other jobs are like yeah my job fucking sucks i'm just doing it until i can find something else I or like know. oh the pay is good but i've never met a tattooer that's been like yeah i don't really like doing this i just kind of do it because of the money or anything like that i, I haven't personally yeah. you yeah. know so um i think that says a lot about what a cool job yeah. and what a good career it is to have. Yeah. I, I love that observation. Like I, totally. I adore that. That's so cool. Cause it's so true. There is such a passion, even like I've worked with like a couple, maybe like negative Nancy's over the years or whatever. Yeah. And they yeah. still love tattooing. Like yeah. even if they're like or, or, down or, on whatever, they the, still love tattooing. The only thing I've ever seen is like, maybe somebody doesn't like their situation. Like they don't like the shop they're at or like, that they wish they got different clients or something like that. But I've never met anybody that's like, yeah, I don't like tattooing. Yes. You know? like, right. It's so true. And, and, and for me, like the other two industries I was in before this is like music education, which like just about everybody quits that job at some point. And then, okay. and then being a lawyer, which not a lot of people do that, but a lot of people are lawyers and they, and they hate it, you know, yeah. but they just do it because it, it pays well. So yeah, that was just something I randomly thought of a little bit ago. I, yeah. I think too, it's, it is, I think a part of like a good, or at least in my opinion, I think a part of a good apprenticeship is teaching the person that you're apprenticing to like really adore and appreciate and love tattooing. And I mm. see that I feel like a lot, um, in apprentice, even like crazy nonsensical apprenticeships. I feel like you still, a lot of times you will still, encounter tattooers that like love tattooing so much and you kind of learn that even as an apprentice that it's like this beloved thing well, this craft well yeah and i guess um maybe part of the reason why everybody that or most tattoo artists i met really like it is like it's hard to become a tattoo artist and if you don't really want to do it like you're not going to go through an apprenticeship it's like you were saying about your apprenticeship where you were just like you'll do whatever like all you want to be is a tattoo artist. Like that's the light at the end of the tunnel. Like if you're not 100% about it, like you're not going to, you're not going to do that. You're not going to stick it out. So right. anybody that is a tattoo artist, like they've made the decision that 
this is what they really want to do. They probably went <laughs> through a lot of shit to get there. And uh, yeah. And yeah. even the ones who like have coasted through, like I, I know when I was at a, apprenticing, I was almost, you know, a little like bummed out because the other apprentices that were with me, like got more opportunities, it seemed. Yeah. And, and I, I was told, you know, there's a lot of things I didn't like, but one of the things that they said was, yeah, you know, like even if they go all the way, they get become tattooers and they skate through their apprenticeship or whatever. Um, if you're, if you're not putting in the work, you're only going to get so far as a tattooer. So even the people who are like, Oh, you know, I'm going to do this for now. Like, it almost, it doesn't matter. Cause like, if you put in your work and you love it, like you're the, you're going to be the person that gets far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's so true. And there's a lot of work nowadays, especially there's a lot of work that goes into tattooing. I mean, aside from just doing the tattoo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The whole service industry. Yeah. Well, yeah, service, but also you're expected to be a photographer and know how to do Mm -hmm. marketing on Instagram and stuff like that. And yeah, deal with clients every day, service that you got to make your own schedule. It's like, there's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah. Yeah. I I do feel like you... uh, you have to really love it to because it's it's more than a full time job. There is you go home, you post, right. you do all the things, whatever. So, and if you don't really like it, I feel like you could get burnt out easily. But I never really encounter tattooers like that. Maybe yeah. even if they are feeling a little burnt out, they're still tattooing and they're still they're still going for or, it. Or maybe it's normally like, oh, I'm burnt out on traveling. Or I'm burnt out on doing this specific style or whatever it is. But yeah, right, just time to mix it up, maybe. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, how did you how did you uh, find out that you wanted to get into tattooing, or what inspired you to pursue an apprenticeship? I always loved drawing. I uh-huh. grew up drawing. Um, I and you, would. And did you grow up in Arkansas too? Mm-hmm. Okay, I grew up in Arkansas. I've always lived in Central Arkansas, and I would draw as a kid. I loved drawing all the Simpson characters mm. and the Rugrats characters, just like any, any of the cartoons that I'd watch on TV. I'm like, Ooh, I want to redraw them. And then they used to make, I haven't seen these in forever, but they used to make like activity books and they would be like themed like Scooby-Doo or whatever. And they would have like, draw, like redraw this, this picture of like Scooby-Doo and it'd be Scooby-Doo with a grid over it. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then you would like, look at the grid and redraw it. I loved those. I would do those all of the time. Loved that. And as I got older, I would start to draw portraits of my friends and I kept like a sketchbook and would do that sort of stuff, you know, but always just for fun. Like just something that I love to do. Never thought I'd be able to have a career making art, being able to support myself, making art, not on my radar at all, just something that I liked. And, um, I thought I'd be a Spanish teacher for like so many years. Yeah. And that was like Spanish. I, I try to, okay. uh, I, I practice. I'm lucky that my, my business partner is Mexican. So we, mm-hmm. we practice, but, and then I've dated like a handful of Hispanic dudes. So that's helped too. But, um, yeah, I, that was my major in college was Spanish. No way. Um, I did drop out of college. I went for three years and I was in the middle of my tattoo apprenticeship while I was in college too. So I'm working full time, going uh, to school full time, like doing yeah. the whole bit. It was crazy. So eventually I'm like, I need to make a decision. Like I'm going to have to drop out of college if I, this is just too much. Cause I want a tattoo and I'm just like going to give up on this college thing. So that's what I chose. But I took, I took sculpture. I took drawing in college too, but I've, mm-hmm. I really found that I liked drawing outside of a school setting, but especially in the tattoo shop. And yeah. I, I was hanging out in the shop when I was 18 and my friends were getting tattooed and it just like clicked for me. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, this would be the best job in the world. I have to do this. This is it. Wow. So it was just like good timing, good luck. It's an environment where I'm like, this is like, what would be cooler than this? This is yeah. it. Yes. So it kind of clicked for you like when it you were cl- in college? Yes. It totally clicked for me. And I begged for an apprenticeship. I begged for a job at the shop and I like hung out and they're like, well, let us get to know you or whatever. And eventually they were like, okay, cool. And I was piercing. I was doing reception. Like I said, I was doing all of the things and just <coughs> waiting for the time when I could finally tattoo and yeah, put in some years. 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and now I'm 65. <laughs> <laughs> I finally started. I've been tattooing for two years now. Yes. <laughs> a baby tattooer at 65. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just good luck and good timing. It's really crazy. I did not, tattooing was not on my radar growing up. I didn't know no one in my family had tattoos. I never saw tattoos. I just knew that I liked to draw. Yeah. So, and it just worked out really. Um, I think that I would have liked to be a Spanish teacher. The pay would suck. Yeah. Would suck. <laughs> but not that that's the most important thing, but teachers definitely don't get paid enough. Yeah. Um, but tattooing, there's so much freedom in it. And so, and like, I cuss so much at work. <laughs> I love cussing. And I have to chill out because I have a toddler. My boyfriend's like, hey, <laughs> like, I cuss a lot. Um, but it, it is, it's a very like free kind of job. And I find that really appealing about tattooing. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you said they didn't really teach you how to tattoo, but how did you, so how did you learn how to tattoo? I guess you were just kind of doing everything they needed to around the shop. I guess if they needed a receptionist or piercer that day, like, so I, tr- I actually traveled a lot and tried to get, I went to conventions all the time with them and I just tried to get tattooed by like good tattooers. Yeah. And so I'm like, let me watch what these people are fucking wow, doing. Yeah. It's one like, of the best ways it? to learn. Yeah. So I, I was lucky and got tattooed by, a variety of artists. So I have a bunch of different styles tattooed on mm-hmm. me so I can just kind of see how everybody's doing their different thing. And and eventually as years passed, I, I started to really like traditional. I have like a new school sleeve basically as like one of my first projects that I got tattooed, but I like several different styles, but um, I started to gravitate a little bit more towards traditional mm-hmm. as time passed. Um, But yeah, just watching other tattooers, really. Um, And then also, I feel like doing tattoos is also just the experience (laughs) trying to, you know, tattoo a lot. But I do feel like I, because I didn't really have a lot of guidance, I hate to complain. It's like, I, I... the fact that I even get to tattoo is, is just incredible, but I do feel like I didn't really have a lot of guidance during my apprenticeship. Um, so I do feel like I did a lot of tattoos at the very beginning that were way out of my league that I shouldn't have been fucking with at all. Mm. And that would have been nice to not have been so ambitious initially <laughs> with how much I was wanting to practice and the different things I was wanting to do. But mm. Yeah, just watching other tattooers and trying to get tattooed a lot um, and just practicing a lot. I practiced on fake skin a little bit, but almost immediately went into tattooing people. So so this would have been like, what, like 15 years ago? So next year will be my 13th year. Um, So 2010 was when I started tattooing. Okay, gotcha. Wow. Yeah. So so how long were were you like hanging around the shop before you started actually tattooing people? Oh my gosh. I started working there in 2005 and I started tattooing in 2010. No, really? But I feel like initially when I started working there, like I I knew that I wanted to tattoo and I felt like that was kind of on the table that I could tattoo. Um, I was initially hired. I feel like kind of like reception, like, I don't know. I just want to work at the tattoo shop sort of deal. Um, with potentially the goal of being able to apprentice. Um, but I feel like I confirmed that I could indeed like get my tattoo apprenticeship, maybe more like 2006, 2007. So that's why I feel like I don't really measure it from 2005 when I first started. Yeah. Though that was kind of like the, I see like reception, probably tattoo, whatever. I would say that's a, a print. I mean, that's free labor. Yeah, I did it eventually after, um, well, they would have me pierce so I could make like a little bit of income, yeah. which wasn't much. Oh, they, didn't, they weren't paying you in 2005? Like not, f- not for... Like for the reception work and stuff like that? No. Hey, wow. Wow. no. So eventually, that's so funny because now that I think about it, I'm like, that's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> kind of is. Yeah, fuck. But like I would make my goal... I remember specifically in 2009, actually, before I was finally fucking tattooing 2010, was to make $40 a day. If I could make $40 wow. a day, then I could get my bills paid and wow. do whatever. Um, but no, eventually they did start to tip me out for like doing all the things around the shop. Um, nice. But even then, I, I mean, I, 
I don't remember that it was that much. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was, but yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of not making that much money for a long time, but I was also fairly young. So it, I mean, I was 19 when I first started working there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really need a lot of money. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, if, whatever. I'll be poor for a while until I can finally tattoo. Wow. <laughs> wow. I can't believe like it's, it's so ingrained in apprenticeships now that you have to practice on pig skin or fake skin. Now mm -hmm. they have a pound of flesh and like mm -hmm. you just went for it. And yeah, that, I mean, that is honestly, like, I think maybe the best way to go about it is like, you really don't know what tattooing on people is like until you tattoo people. <sighs> There's nothing else just... that compares to it, really. I mean, yeah. like, even the the pound of flesh, the fake skin, I think it's such an incredible tool. It's It's great to be able to practice and get familiar with holding the machine and all of the things, but, you know, like, it's not bleeding, it's not moving, it's not talking to you it's not you know like all of the things right. which you know you you can't deal with until you actually tattoo humans i've heard right. it even just feels pretty different it too. is it's so yeah. for yeah. me it was i mean this was years ago when i tattooed one but it was like difficult to clean difficult to tattoo mm -hmm. it's just like yeah, a you whole, gotta really yeah. like get it get only it thing yeah. that's good is like now like it seeing Cass and stuff like she got the pendulum motion down like it helps yes. you practice your hand motions yes. but I mean, yeah, nothing is like actually tattooing people. So yeah. that's yes. why I'm going to get Cass to start tattooing that shoe. She's nailing those skins now. Yeah. All of her designs look so good. Like they were drawn nicely. And then I feel like that's that fake skin's hard to tattoo, but I felt like she did well with, with what yeah. she was working with. Totally. She was so happy when you um, complimented her lines that she told me about it twice. <laughs> really she yeah. acted so cool she was like oh. sorry i'm throwing her under no, the bus. that's yeah. so sweet yeah. sweet girl oh she's precious i like her a lot me too yeah so when you started tattooing was it at that same shop that you apprenticed at it was with the same oh my gosh no but it was under the it was like within the same apprenticeship because i i was apprenticed by these two people and we all, they decided they wanted to work at a different shop. So they were like, okay, you come okay. with us. So we all left as a, like a staff and went to a different shop. And so technically a different shop, but still within the same apprenticeship, if that makes sense. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that's when you started tattooing full time is when you left that shop. I wouldn't even say full time because it was like I would have my friends come in and do whatever and just trying to practice yeah. and not until I left from that shop and from that situation. That's when like the next shop that I'd worked at, I felt like was it was just different, maybe a little bit more professional. Um, that's when I was like, okay, I was starting to tattoo every day and yeah. starting to build up a clientele legitimately and I started to learn more for sure at that point you mentioned like apprenticeship hours is there like an apprenticeship license in arkansas mm -hmm. okay and yeah a, and there's a tattooer license too mm -hmm. okay wow it's the same in texas yeah no wait texas is like you it's like the crazy West, tattoo right? anywhere okay that's mm -hmm. what i thought yeah. okay i remember hearing that a while back yeah literally like the shop just needs to be have a tattoo license yeah. Wait. Whoa, so whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, that I didn't know. So wait, what? You don't have to have a license as a tattoo artist. Nope. nope. You don't have to. Have Anybody an can do license. it. You have to have a bloodborne pathogen certificate, but those are so. I can go like, online and get one. I was right gonna now. say those are yeah. like. Why do they even? Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's and and for like and it's nuts too. Like pretty much they just want your money. So like there there are of course like stipulations that you have to have like at like you know, rules that your studio has to be set up a certain way or whatever it is. But like, mm -hmm. but like we, and yeah, COVID was going on, but like when we opened, like we didn't get a visit from the health inspector for over a year. Wow. So, and like we were doing everything good, obviously, but like if you, if you, if you don't get visited by the health inspector for a year, like anything what does could that be say? going on. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah exactly. Right. What, what does that say? I, they are a little bit more strict in Arkansas, for yeah. sure. Um, though, sometimes the health department is slow to come and visit us, but they do usually, I mean, definitely annually, they'll come through. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like they're, they can sometimes be really strict when they come to the shop yeah, and they're like looking at everything. They could and, be. Um, a little scary. Yeah. 
But not having a the health inspector come by for over a year is concerning. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and they and they don't do any like kind of like initial inspection or or anything like that. Really? Yeah. And and honestly, like they don't even give you like they don't even give you a, like a list of rules. Like I don't even know how you find it. Like it was just I just asked Deanna like, hey, what does our shop have to have to like pass? You know the health health department. Yeah. And like and she knew. But like, there's nowhere really like online where you so can fine. find it. Yeah. So basically, like, you just kind of find out when they come by, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you got to fix this and this and this." Texas is wild, man. Yeah, that's, it's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, Arkansas is definitely not like that. That everything's online. It's very like it's organized, and you can tell exactly what's going on. I had to literally draw up plans for like the floor plans and stuff and submit it to the health department mm, to yeah, show there's very yeah. specific things about like wow. lobby placement, restroom placement, Access like to all hand of, washing stations yes, probably and yeah. clients being able to see the where you wash your hands, mm-hmm. like they have to see the sinks that you're washing your hands in and they're very particular about certain things. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's different. Texas is is wild, but I kind of like that about Texas. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like it's kind of crazy. We're not boring. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not boring. That's for goddamn sure. I think it also is kind of to suspect, like, dependent on like what health inspector you get. Because I mean, like overall, I do think it is a good thing to like have rules to comply with to make I, sure your your shop's clean. But but sometimes some of the things that I've heard like shops getting in trouble for is just like doesn't really have anything to do with cleanliness it's just the the thing that if if you're dealing with a professional shop where a septic technique is prioritized Mm -hmm. like health department aside like your the shop's probably fine as long as everyone's properly trained and there's transparency about how things should be done um because i mean even if if a shop's getting inspected and if they pass their health inspection they still could be like a nasty ass shop (laughs) like when the the health department leaves or whatever but I really feel like that that's the duty of the shop to, and definitely. I guess like the owners to make yeah, sure definitely. that everything is being handled correctly and that yeah. a proper aseptic technique is being practiced. Definitely. I've, dude, I've been tattooed by some nasty ass tattooer. I got tattooed by an ink master judge that I won't name. <laughs> I got tattooed by an ink master judge that I won't name. He's tattooed me a few times, actually, way before the years of ink master, many, many moons ago. And he was tattooing me at a convention. I'm like calling everybody out. This is so <laughs> he was tattooing me as at a convention. As long as you don't use our name. Yeah, it's, fine. it's not tat. Just figure it out who it is. There's only a few options. Um, he was tattooing me at a convention. It was Dave Navarro. <laughs> it was completely Dave. And he fucked it up. <laughs> Dave Navarro was tattooing me. <laughs> a fucking Billy. Um, no. So I was getting a body part. I don't even want to say what body part because I'm like the people that know this body part. They're like, oh, he fucking did that. Um, anyway, so he was tattooing me and he answered a text message like with his gloves on bloody gl- he had got off of his tattoo like he was oh, tattooing me no. didn't change his glove he wore gloves while he's tattooing me thank goodness oh, uh, no. but got a text message was scrolling through his phone so casually at a tattoo convention like and like it and then just got back on the tattoo and oh, i'm i didn't say God. like what can i i felt yeah, weird to say yeah. anything you know what i mean where I'm, so really? i just didn't say anything and i'm like i hope i don't have whatever like all of the Billy, fucking uh, yeah hope clean, I don't have all right? the diseases. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah but yeah i've seen some nasty some nasty ass things it's just like it's all dependent upon the tattooer like do they want to be clean yeah yeah like i hope so <laughs> yeah i feel like most are, oh man when we were at um when we were at the con we we were at a convention recently and um there were like people coming around to collect the trash cans, right? Uh, and this dude comes up and I, I like with his bare fucking uh-huh. hands, like grabs a bag out of it. And then I told him, because it wasn't like a tattoo artist or anything like that. He was just working the venue. And you're I was like, like, hey, that's bio. I was like, dude, you need to wear gloves when you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I felt like that's so, so gross. I just yeah. like want to throw up when I see that. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Like why there's like so many dirty ass tattooers out there. Dude. I, I haven't met that know. many, thank, thankfully. Oh, that's nasty. good. Yeah. That's very good. That's nasty. I, I feel like it's kind of old school, no? Like, to I don't, be dirty? 
Yeah, to be dirty. It's like it's almost like a like I don't give a book. Like Cat I, I don't even... your shirt off and sandals on <coughs> and, the, and oh, oh my chilling. god, yeah, no shoes. Kind of a G thing though. I kind of like that too. I like the shirtless tattooers. I will I say, like if, especially if you're like heavily tattooed. And yeah, you're like, I think that looks it. cool. I think it's cool. But if you're like, I don't even know what like. If you, you can take your shirt off, but you still need to be clean. Like still yeah. don't check your phone with your blood. Yeah, gloves. that's, yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I've been tested since then and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's clean. <laughs> I'm clean. <laughs> um, I feel like a thing like um people would, would love to know on this podcast is a little bit of ink master history which i don't even know of like why you decided to go on the show in the first place yeah if you well, want to talk about that too yeah can you also like give us this like just give us a spark notes version of like tattooing full-time like to like from getting to from there to the point where you could go on ink master the first time i was on ink master i'd been tattooing a little bit less than it was like right around five years, okay. I think. Because what season was it? It was season six, and I think that was 2016. Yeah, because Danny, you were like, season 10 was 2017, right? Okay. 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 They like run through these seasons. They'll film like two or three seasons in a yeah. year. Like, let's go. Um, But yeah, I, I remember feeling like I'm a baby tattooer, but I'm going to fucking do this. I've like always been way overly confident. <laughs> Like I'll fucking maybe I'll win, maybe I won't, whatever, but I'm gonna fucking try it. Um, but I did feel like a baby tattooer when I went on initially. And I remember too, I had at the time, it was 2016, I had seven thousand followers on Instagram. Wow. And I was kind of stoked on that because I'm like, okay, this is like just from it's probably a lot of like a local following and whatever. Um and so Definitely being on the show, obviously more exposure and more followers on the wow. gram and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did a, that I, on season six, I believe that that was the last season that they were doing open casting calls. And so the person that I had auditioned with at the time, who um, was the owner of the shop that I was working at, he had auditioned a few times before. And the auditions like went kind of far, but didn't end up um, working out to where he got to be on the show. What do you have to do to audition? So with the open casting call, you literally, they want you to bring your portfolio and you are you go through like a line of different producers and in different rooms and different spaces and so the very initial before you can like so it's like you have to get through room one the person in room one has to think that you're like okay for this show before you can get to room two and then like room three or whatever so which i didn't realize until i was going through the process but so the first room that we were in so we're like Oh my God. It was so good. We, we went to Austin to do this and I decided on a whim. I was like in the process of breaking up with a dude and I was like, I've got the time. Like, let, let me, I'll just like go over a weekend. Let me do this audition or whatever. And then, <laughs> so we like are in this like hotel lobby, like not the lobby, but like a, a room, room or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a ballroom. Yes, exactly. Like a conference room spot. A bunch of tattooers have been there, like waiting to audition. I don't feel like I feel like it was like mad awkward vibes, if I remember correctly. That may have just been me, but yeah, a bunch of tattooers, um, and they called uh, our name. I think I I don't remember if I auditioned by myself or with Matt, but. The first room that we went into, the producer looked through our portfolios and no, it was individually actually, because another coworker went with us too. Um, she looked through my portfolio and she's like asking me questions. I remember one of the questions was like, why do you deserve the title of Ink Master? And I'm sure I said something crazy or whatever. And um she was feeling it. It was like a really quick thing. And she was like, okay, okay, cool. And uh, I went back out to the conference room and eventually got called to go into the second room. And I remember it was like either the second or the third room. They actually had cameras set up and they wanted to see if I was comfortable on camera or like what I would be like. I do remember making like a gross joke about 
having an orgy with Dave Navarro <laughs> 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 and, and Oliver and Chris Nunez That's and all this knew. stuff. And they were like, yeah, I guess that locked it in. <laughs> She's going to be back. <laughs> but it still wasn't guaranteed. So they were like, cool. Everything went really well. Like they actually were like, can you stay overnight and do one more audition on the next day. So we got a hotel room, cool. stayed overnight, auditioned again, and then drove back to Little Rock, not knowing if anything was guaranteed or not. I was like, I feel like that went well, but I, you know, I don't know. They said nothing. They, they don't know just yet. Multiple like Skype interviews, phone calls. And this was over the span of a, oh, after that, mm-hmm, uh, talking to different people, different producers, all these different mm-hmm. people. Dang. Um, and this happened over a couple few months and still with no like guarantee. And then it was like 10 days before filming. They called and told us similar to like you in the season, right? Like you got the super short notice. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing with us. And I don't know if that was like, I don't know how, how they figure out who they're going to cast for what and the like notice of time thing but, what is, but was everybody like that that season no like, that's the thing and the same with this season too like everyone had kind of a different story on when they were contacted about being on the show i feel like everything is so touch and go with reality tv and maybe mm. Ink master in particular but no some people had known for months and some people there was there was um one um couple of dudes that were together from the same shop that got a it was either a 24 or a 48 hour notice wow. they were like Oh my God. They were like a super last minute, like Phil or whatever. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was just all over the place. And I, after doing season six, I was like, wow, I was really proud of myself because I'd made it 11 episodes and I didn't feel like I'd been That's tattooing awesome. for very long. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and I haven't seen that season, but like what, what place did you get on that one? That was how many episodes were there? I feel like it was 11. I think it was normally like 15. Yeah, 15, I think it was like eleven yeah. out of fifteen or yeah, something. That's awesome. I was I was really happy with that. Yeah. I'm like, cool, I'll take it. Um, and then I thought that that was kind of a wrap on the whole experience. And then like some time goes by, and they're like, "Do you want to do season nine? And I'll always say yes. I feel unless the project is just like really fucking crazy. But season nine was like Shop Wars or something. Yeah, right? season yeah. nine was Shop Wars. Which was a really, really tough season because with Shop Wars, there was a new shop that was entering each um, episode. And so we were a part of like the sh- the new shop, like entering cast or whatever. So there's like the OG people that started with episode one, like similar to our experience this season where it's like the original cast and then like new people come yeah. in later. So obviously the new people are fucking hated. Ugh. So that's what we had experienced. Mm. What like wow. every like new shop that would come in on each episode, like everyone that was already there was kind of like, fuck y'all. So I was like, yeah. Oh my God, that was really, really hard. I did. I was completely by myself on that season and the women and the men slept separately. So like, all of the women were like clicked up, which is understandable. They all started like the season together. Yeah. And so yeah. I, it was just, it was hard to bond on that season. It was just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. how many episodes was that? Uh, oh, I made second place. Um, oh, shit. Awesome. Yeah. That was, that was a cool one. DJ one, of course. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, but we did the live finale and we had to tattoo live <coughs> at the finale. And I'm really proud of the tattoo that I did because it, they were letting America vote on their favorite tattoo done <laughs> oh, at the live finale cool. and mine won, which, Whoa, which I was stoked awesome. on. Yeah. Um, but so that was a great experience. And even, agreeing to be a part of this most current season i was like damn i made it to second place and like if i don't win then that kind of fucking sucks or if i don't at least make it like to the finale um so i knew that it was like we'll find out yeah and we'll find out i knew that it was a risk um i did not know that you made second is that crazy that's amazing that crazy i know i 
Yeah, I, it's it's still that's cool. Like, of course, it would have been cooler to win or whatever. But um, the America's Vote thing, I was so stoked on. I'm like, that really means a that lot should, to me too. Yeah, that's fucking that awesome. Should continually be a thing. Uh, but yeah. that that's gotta feel so good. Like you you have that recognition, like title or not, that recognition right there. And I don't know, just everything that you've done career wise. That's more than an ink master title. Oh, you know? I, I like literally am just thankful that I even have gotten to do tattoos on TV and that ink master, I do feel like has done a lot for the tattoo community and it's, it's educated yeah, a I lot agree. of people and a lot of tattooers are busy, whether they realize it or not because of ink master mm. and the exposure to the industry. So it's cool to be a part of that sort of project because I do think that it's been really good for all of us tattooing, yeah. even the tattooers that maybe don't like love or support ink master so much. I still feel like it's good for the industry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did, so did you enjoy being on ink master? Yes, though it is like anxiety producing. The the hardest, like the easiest part is like when I'm actually finally getting to sit down and tattoo. I love that. But yeah. there's a lot of anxiety kind of wrapped up in it too. Um, but I feel like anytime you're putting yourself out there and doing something that's really like challenging and crazy, I think it's normal to feel anxious. Um, yeah. There, I always feel anxious like watching the episodes. Like... <sighs> I, and, I, yeah. You know what I mean? I know before <laughs> the season premiered, Deanna was like so anxious about how yes. she was going to look on TV. I was very anxious about it. I, yeah. it's, it sucks, but I'm honestly, it, it's cool like that I got to meet you and like Aww. go on it with you. So, and it's, it's neat kind of like watching that episode, even like yesterday, like together, like watching it and knowing like, you know, having my friend see herself on TV, like I had to, it's, it's nice. Like just knowing someone in the same situation I know, as it, you. It, it, Cause it, it is a unique experience. Very unique. And I, sure. I think even if you didn't feel that kind of like a uh, bonding in season nine, I, I feel like, um, you know, there's some good stuff happening at least this season. Yeah. So far. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I like, I enjoyed, I think maybe because we stayed in a hotel too, and we didn't have to all be roommates, like yeah. because we had our own space where we could decompress. I feel like it was easier to, I don't know, bond in a way. And yeah. like every, everyone's more like likable and in better moods when they're able to like go to their own, like a bed that's yeah. just to them and, and also be in their own space a little bit. And I feel like it made everybody a little bit more chill and not so like crazy and weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. At least for me, it, it definitely did. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed everyone from this season, maybe with one exception. <laughs> Same girl. <laughs> Same. Yeah, but I am really glad that I met you. And I, as soon as I returned home, I was like, oh my gosh, Deanna, like she's cool. And I was like, I feel like we like vibed really good. I don't know. I'm like, the, I'm like it was so easy, like vibing with her. It was very easy to talk to you. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I totally felt that way, which yeah. was kind of refreshing, especially too, after season, my experience in season nine. And that's why I was so bummed, like episode two like i was like what the fuck is this no that sucked and then at this point as we're recording this um the episode that just happened was holly getting eliminated so i'm like literally my whole alliance like my crew crew is like not here anymore so what the fuck now i'm gonna have to be friends with pawn <laughs> Shout out to Pawn. <laughs> you have to avenge all of us. I know. You need like, to win it now. I know. But exactly. we'll love you no matter what. No, and and, and I I did win. <laughs> I, I did win. I'm waiting on my check though. <laughs> no, but I, I am happy to have met you for sure and definitely to have the experience of doing the guest spot here. And being able to post about it online, I feel like it's such an honor to be able to do a guest spot at your shop. Oh my god! And it's like a coveted, treasured thing. It's like a mile, like a it can a career milestone, like oh being god. able to tattoo at your shop. And Stop. I know everyone that guest spots is like 
so stoked and so proud and like is so happy to post it can't wait to like post being at at your spot so oh my god no for me I'm like yes okay cool it's like it's like another accomplishment that I like treasure so much to have like in my career to be able to come here so thank you for the invite yes. <laughs> thank you so much well that for us so we, we feel really grateful to have have you yeah. Yeah. oh it's so nice y'all everybody's so nice <laughs> You fit right in. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I, d- I do like whenever you come and, and visit my shop, it's, do you want me to like tone it down as far as being loud and crazy? No. Do you want it to be more professional? No. <laughs> Let me know what you need. I can cater to you. <laughs> no, please do you. Okay, cool. Be you. Okay, okay, good, good, good. I like, I like talking. <laughs> I like doing that. Okay, I like cool. That too. It's fun. It's something I I love about your shop is it is like such a it's so tattoo and art focused as it should be. It's like such a professional environment. I love that the men dress nicely. Like the it's mm-hmm. so as soon as you even enter the shop, it's like you immediately get like the concept. You understand what's going on, which is beautiful. Oh yeah, it's it's so wow. good. Thank it, you. No, it's like mission accomplished. I love it so, so, so much. Wow, thank you. Hell I yeah. can't wait to come see your shop. Yeah. 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 No, that'll be fun. Little Rock. Ooh, wee. Little Rock's going to be like, that's, it's just really cool for my city for you to be able to come Aww. and tattoo. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, heck yeah. And thank you for being on this podcast too and hanging yeah. out with us. You're yeah, awesome. No, for sure. Loved having you. Loved oh. having you here. Can't wait to see you again. Yes, thank you so much for everything. Of course. And for the Torchies wreck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And, and what about my hot sauce recommendations? Yes. Now well, you're going to get to go home and try mule sauce. The sticker mule mule sauce. Yes, now that I know. I did taste a little dab and it was incredible. I had no idea. There's been a full bottle sitting in the kitchenette <laughs> of my shop and I, I just didn't taste know. Taste its pleasures. Yes, now I know. Thank you. I'm so glad I came to Dallas and found the fuck it's out. Gotta be, yeah, gotta be worth it at least for that one thing. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. What's your Instagram handle? It's Katie Tattoos, right? Katie Tattoos, spelled very normally and plainly. The correct way. The right? I believe it's the correct way. I'm a Katie with an IE. Some people feel like the Y is right. I am in Texas. Isn't there like a Katie with a Y? Probably. Right? I don't know. I feel but, like IE is the... But the, IE is, is common and correct. Katie so. Oh, there is somewhere. a Katie city like in the Texas. City. Yeah, that's spelled yeah I think yeah. it's like but yeah. this isn't that. Um, yeah. that's wrong. So do it my way, which is K T I D and then tattoos. You just outed all the With people from S Katie. At the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eat shit, Katie Texas. <laughs> um, JK. <laughs> but yeah, follow her on Instagram at Katie Tattoos. Um, she does amazing work. Like if Phenomenal. you could, if, if perfect was a way, a way to describe Stop! your tattoos. Stop! I will come back. Love to have you. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, until next time. Bye. Thank you guys. Bye. (laughs)